Welcome back to another episode of Pipeline of Collins. It's your coach and host, Coach Cal V, live from the West Coast, delivering you information that is much needed. Make sure if you listen to this on Spotify or Anchor.fm, you like it, you share it, you follow. If you listen to this on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. Hook up your boy um, so I can keep delivering this information. Make sure you also listen on Thursdays on uh, Facebook Live. Thursdays go to Pipeline to College underscore podcast. I know that's sad. I'm trying to remember what my Instagram uh, handle is. All right. Pipeline to College underscore podcast or get attention underscore get recruited on Instagram. Either way, it'll lead you to the link. Link tree forward slash Coach Cal B. Hook yourself up. Find out more about what we're doing. The number one objective here is to give you information to help you learn everything you need to do so that you can get yourself seen and possibly, hopefully, a college scholarship, all right, to play ball. Ultimately, that's what this is all about. I want to really inform you, so if you tap into the podcast and I give you a little bit more information than what you were thinking, good job. All right, good job, Coach Cal. Uh, we want to do numbers. I want you to get as much information in a short period of time as we approach uh, the first viewing period, which may or may not take place in April, and then the second one in July, which again may or may not take place as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic and all the other things tied into NCAA scouting and coaches being able to go out to games and whatnot. So just take in this information, share it, join us Thursdays, Facebook Live, uh, where I answer questions, it's called Ask the Coach, and I just ask some of the most frequently asked questions that I've had, um, and questions that I've researched that I know that coaches would like answered by parents. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna play uh, the devil's advocate uh, live, so you can just tune in, ask questions, and uh, I'll shoot you information uh, to the best of my ability. If I don't know, if I don't have the answer, I will definitely go out and find the answer or I will invite somebody on the show and they'll give us the answer. But either way, we're going to come to uh, know what that answer is. All right. So with that being said, I want to just dive in a little bit what today's topic is. is girls play a different game in pursuit of a college scholarship when they're when we're talking about basketball specifically. OK, in basketball. Men have these great opportunities for the W, the WNBA and the NBA are two different animals. OK, the NBA has been around for several years. OK, several decades, extremely successful, worth millions and millions of dollars. And the players are able to get a part of that revenue share. And the women's side, not the case. As we all know, they're just now signing. They're having the first collective bargaining agreement where the women that are playing in the WNBA can get a fairer wage. That's not necessarily equal to what the men are getting, but it's much fair. All right. Most of these women have to go overseas to play ball. What a lot of parents don't realize is that for female student athletes, they're going to go do four years of college. Period. You want to go to WNBA, excuse me, you're going to play four years of college. A minimum of three years uh, before you go overseas and go play ball. Now, that's not a conversation that we have. Can girls go overseas and play ball right away? Can they pull a mellow ball, get out of high school, go overseas and play ball? It's something that we haven't seen before. Yet, I'm sure if you go overseas, there are young ladies that are 16, 17, playing professional ball with a lot of our American women who have played four years of college basketball and then transition and go overseas only to play with teenagers. All right. So uh, those are stories that we'll be able to get into. 
uh, on another show when we actually start talking with athletes uh, in college and professional athletes to talk about their experience as they transition. Um, one of the first things off the top I want to share with you, uh, I was inspired by the article that was written by a gentleman by the name of Jesse Washington on theundefeated.com, uh, which is a great publication online. I highly recommend it. Lots of uh, the articles are written by athletes or folks in the sports industry that have, uh, are of melanated you. They are African-American folk, um, and that's the perspective that they're speaking from. So please check it out. That's the undefeated.com. This particular article is named Girls Play a Different Game in Pursuit of Basketball Scholarships, and I want to give credit to the writer and to the publication. So please check it out, and I'll put a link down in the uh, bio or see, not the bio, but I'll put a link below the video uh, when I post it, as well as uh, I'll do it on my uh, Instagram accounts. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, pipeline to college underscore podcast, and get attention, get recruited. So it's get attention underscore get recruited. Um, real quick, a uh, little disclaimer. I am not a recruiter. I am not a scout. I'm a high school women's basketball coach, which means I'm all those things. I'm an academic advisor. I'm a scout. I'm a recruiter. These are things that we have to do to attract girls in the school, to attract young girls that are in our district to come play at our school. I've also coached AAU ball. Um, been a varsity coach for several years, almost a little bit over a decade now. And now um, it's just a point where I just want to bombard you with information on you know what I'm saying? Knock you over the head with info. So that this way, I've seen a lot of parents struggle with, do I keep my daughter or my son playing this? It's a really expensive, Calvin. It's a lot of time, energy that goes into this. Well, my kid could just go get a scholarship or get financial aid. Only to find out what a lot of parents find out, they end up only getting a partial scholarship and having to apply for a Pell Grant or financial aid. So this business of college sports, this business of college admissions, it's something that I think we need to be more diligent. We need to be more expert uh, in it because what happens is the reason why a lot of folks don't, and this is the advantage that travel teams have. This is the advantage that universities and college have. Traditionally, you're only worried about one person. That's your child. You don't, you're not concerned about the student body. You're not concerned about the entire team that your son or daughter plays on. So you need information and you need a, a strategy so that you can execute on behalf of your student athlete. And that's very, very important. Now, in regards to young women playing basketball and earning a scholarship, number one thing we need to understand, girls have to play four years of college basketball or a minimum of three in order to have an opportunity to play in the WNBA or to go overseas, okay? Women do not have the opportunity to make millions playing American sports. They do not have the opportunity as an athlete to get a check from their team. The Atlanta Dream is not going to give Cheyenne Parker, who just got signed, or Candace Parker, they're not going to sign them for $25 million a year, $10 million a year. They're not doing that, all right? So we have to understand there's not the economic advantage to playing college basketball or playing basketball for that matter. Traditionally, young women are playing ball because they like the game. They enjoy the camaraderie of being with the other players. They like the coach. They like the team. All right. And there's an intrinsic value in it because it's incentivizing them to go to school and have other activities. Now, the reality of it is it's a tough job. All right. So it's a 2.3% 
of the young ladies playing high school basketball will actually transition over into college. It's extremely expensive, the time and energy you're going to spend. So you need to know what AAU team you need to select and go play with. Very important. As right now, all over the Instagrams, all right, they're promoting. Hey, come and try out, come and try out, come and try out, come and try out. They're marketing to the young ladies. They're marketing to the young men to come and try out for these teams. Um, very important that you ask questions based on what you're trying to achieve and your personal endeavors, all right? Just because we both play basketball together does not mean I want to go be a lawyer because you want to go be one, or does not mean that I have the opportunity in the market to play Division One basketball at a Power 5 school. I might have mid-major written all over me, but don't realize it, and I don't know what a mid-major is, and I know the difference between the conferences, okay? So it's very important. These are things that, hey, if you listen to Pipeline to College, you're going to know all about the difference between each division. You'll know about the difference between the types of schools. Um, and what they offer, whether are they a research university, are they a liberal arts university? You know, you're going to find all that out on here. But like I said, in regards to young ladies playing ball, we need to understand that there's limited financial opportunities playing basketball for young ladies. So parents, you got to chill. If you're trying to get your kid a scholarship and you don't know anything about fiduciary products, meaning that you don't know about the 529 uh, college account or you don't know about investing in IRA, uh, Roth account, um, but you're stressing your student athlete about they need to go out and put up 25 a night. They need to go out and you know outrun everybody and outscore everybody, but you've never considered the reality of how you acquire a college education. All right, you're going to invest the time in your studies because again, for young ladies, it's your academics. They want to know: Are you academically sound? Are you physically fit? Do you come from a solid support system with your parent or parents or guardians? And most importantly, what's your character like, man? Like, are you a good person to be around? Do you fit our our culture? Do you fit our team? Do you understand the DNA of our program? Another topic we're going to talk about in, in a later episode. Very, very important that young ladies and their parents take that in consideration because they're not looking for the girl that can come and do a 360 dunk. That's not what they're concerned about, especially not right now. Right now, they're concerned about their budgets. They're concerned about if they're going to have enough uh, opportunity financially to sustain teams. And with the name, image, and likeness coming up, uh, how is the NCAA, for instance, going to treat basketball as a result of football potentially leaving the NCAA to become its own entity as it is right now? But we're talking about completely leaving the NCAA altogether. All right, so with basketball, we need to consider on the female side all the things that we need to adhere to to be successful in this process. All right, um, it's sophomore year. Young ladies need to be in full mode. In my opinion, your sophomore year, you need to be in mode because your junior year is when you can be qualified or you can actually talk back and forth with uh, college, the NCAA coaches. All right. But understand, you can already be in this conversation as a parent. You can already be sending your emails. You can already be corresponding to find out when they're going to be hosting their college camps. So you can arrive to these camps and then you can ask the coaches directly. You can ask the players directly that run their camps at their universities. You get a chance to inquire more about their program and what you need to do as an athlete or student 
to fit into their program and see if there's a place for you in their conference as well. They'll they'll let you know. Most of the coaches are pretty straightforward. When you come to their events, they're pretty straightforward about what it is you can and cannot do. So next, we want to talk about parents. <laughs> My favorite topic. Parents need to chill. Just real simple. We're going to get in and out of that. Parents, you need to relax. Your kid's not going to get a scholarship because they went for 31 day. Your kid's going to, you're not going to get a scholarship because uh, they're playing with somebody. All right. You're going to get a scholarship based on your academically sound and you've gone through the process the correct way. All right. Um, this is simple. There are some things that you can notice about your daughter. Uh, if your daughter's six foot and she's in eighth grade, She's probably a candidate already. All right. Those are the attributes. If there's certain attributes that you have to look at, physical attributes. If she's stronger than her, the, the girls in her, her, her age group, she probably can outperform a lot of those young ladies. That's what you need to assess and then build on that. All right. Um, for the most part, uh, college coaches want to assess your athletic ability and then how consistent it is. All right. So if your sophomore year, you were really good and you were really strong, what do you look like? That summer of sophomore year. And what do you look like going into your, you know, starting your junior season off? Because they got to watch high school basketball for girls. They got to watch AAU basketball for girls. They need a culmination of all of that because there's just no fiscal reason why a girl would just be going crazy hard unless she loves the game. And uh, she really wants to get on the court and take advantage of it. Um, one of the things that's I read in the article that kind of made me chuckle, but it said parents need to consult with AAU or high school coaches about your child's potential. Uh, I think your high school coach is the person you need to talk to. Okay. Um, and then your high school coach can kind of guide you from there. Now we, as parents, cause I have, uh, uh, children that enjoy playing ball, but I never gas my kids up to think that they, they had to go out and be like the superstar baller. If you are a parent, who's extreme and you're investing with, how do I say, you're investing in their skills in the same manner you would invest in their aptitude level. So if you're a parent that would pay for a tutor and then you turn around and you pay for a skill trainer, that makes sense to me. Um, if you're doing it because a coach told you, oh, so-and-so needs to get, your child needs to get better at these things, then you might want to actually uh, look deeper into that to see how reasonable that really is does does little johnny just need to go outside and practice 500 jumpers or does little johnny need to go work on his shooting form and watch some videos there's a lot of alternatives to that and we'll get into that um on ask the coach we'll talk about some of the alternatives we'll talk about um what type of trainer if you need a trainer do you actually need um and it should be based on some intangibles about your child and the team and position your child plays on um, I see a lot of players and I know I'm, I'm in Stockton. The majority of the kids out in our area are guards. So if you're a kid who happens to be a post player, most of them are not getting taught how to be playing in the post. They're getting taught guard moves and combo dribble moves and things of that nature. So I watch, I watch a, a lot of trainers um, and I like them personally. I just think that what they're doing is just a bit over the top. You know, uh, three, four dribble combination moves. You know what I'm saying? Um, I understand Kyrie and get paid millions. And when you look at these these guys, they're trained by professionals who they probably were raised around as well. So 
for the most part, I'd say 90% of the kids are role players. Um, you know, jump to the ball, two dribble, crossover, either go to score or kick it out to the next uh, the next player. That's as much dribbling as they do. So you want to be as informed as possible when you're dealing with uh, your trainers, your high school coaches, your AAU coaches. You want to be as informed as possible and have a dialogue with them. Don't be in a rush. Please don't be in a rush because that's where you get got. That's where you end up wasting your money. Uh, going to a bunch of showcases and things that you just don't need. Um, speaking of showcases, that's a good segue. I believe you need to understand about the university that you're trying to target. A lot of times when I hear parents and and, and athletes talk about attending school, they're, it's like, what if? It's, it's like, what if North Carolina wanted me? What if University of, of, of Florida wanted me? What if uh, uh, UOP wanted me versus where do I stand at in the market? Because my freshman year GPA was this. I'm taking these courses that relate to the NCAA's seven semesters of what you need to have by the seventh semester. Um, I have all my core classes in place. I know when I'm going to take my PSAT and when I'm going to take my SAT. I know if I'm going to take my ACT because it's the type of school that requires an ACT or they don't want either one of these. You, you need to find out those details because those are the things that keep most of these athletes out of the loop is that they didn't have their business taken care of their freshman and sophomore year. Get in touch with your counselor. Because like I said, when you go to one of these college camps, if you go to a Stanford camp, you go to any college camp at any level, and you don't have all your ducks in a row, you can't really present and promote yourself in an honest way. All right? I would much rather take a a kid in there that's fumbling and got two left feet, but they got a 4.0 or they got a 3.0, 3.5, 3.2. Okay? And they're confident about, I know I've got what I need academically so I can come in here and learn how to get better. There's not one college coach in America that goes to a high school game and sees a high school player and says, this kid has all the skills they need. I'm done. I don't need to do anything. All right. We see a few of the young ladies, very few. Um, and it's so funny because they happen to work with Kobe when they were in high school. But to the Paige Bukers, the uh, Haley Van Lis that come in their freshman year, they start, and they're playing at a high level. That's a level of commitment that came from their parents as well. Their parents were also very committed in that process, a thousand percent. Um, Their high school coaches have a much easier job to guide you when you as a parent are committed to the process at home. And when you go to these college camps and you attend them, you know guaranteed that the coaches are going to see the kids that are there because it's their event. It's hosted at their school. It's designed so they can interact and engage with the athletes that are there, with the coaches that are there. They speak to the teams traditionally, like at the halftime point at lunch, they come out and they speak to the teams that are all participating in the camp. So I think it's important that you go to college camps. You look to engage with colleges and become as astute learner about the universities and colleges you're considering. Stop waiting till somebody so-called sees you, so-called discovers you. You should be out recruiting recruiters. OK, little tidbit at a uh, go online to your favorite university, go to the athletic department or the athletics part of the site, the website and look for their student questionnaire for new students, for students that want to be student athletes. It's a questionnaire tradition, traditionally that you can fill out and give them your information. 
Uh, parents, you can do this. You don't need your son or your daughter's permission. You can you can start this process again. I think parents need to do their due diligence. Understand that when you sign the next the, the, the letter of intent, the reason why you're there is because your child is a minor. They can't sign this contract without you. It's a it's a real fiscal contract. It's no different than you signing them for them to purchase a car and they're underage. You need to be there. You need to know what the rules are and don't let the colleges guide you. OK, you need to be informed enough that you're asking questions that make sense, that allow you to discover if these people are BSing you, if they really want your child because they like your child or if they're just trying to fill out their roster and keep their job. All right, very important. These are still humans that we're dealing with and I don't want anybody feeling like because these are universities that they hear about on television, because they're universities, that they don't need to be questioning these people in a respectful way about protecting and preserving their child, okay? Very, very important. So my tidbit is, Hey, before you sign up to go to a bunch of uh, individual showcases, attend a college camp. OK, attend a college camp. And if you have questions about your academics, remember, that doesn't affect you going to the camp per se. There are some invitational camps. Um, and traditionally, you get invited to those because they've been scouting you because you've been filling out the, the questionnaires, sending in your information to them. So they are intrigued and they invite you out or they've seen you play. So they invite you out or you have a coach that's really connected and they get you an invite to come to those camps. So please, please do your due diligence, parents and players and ask lots of questions um, so that you can find out what's the best place in space and environment for you to go to. OK, um, with that being said, the AAU team selection. Um in California, and I'll, and I'll say it like this, I'm, I'm, I'm bittersweet tasting my mouth about AAU teams. So I want players to be very, very clear. Don't go play for clout. Don't go sign up to go play along with your homies because that's where all the homies is going to play. Make sure you're playing somewhere that benefits your style of play, that increases the awareness of coaches about your profile as an athlete, and that will ultimately make you a better athlete for being on that team. These teams cost too dang much. OK, everybody thinks that they're celebrity coaches. Everybody thinks that they've got the recipe to get you where you need to be. Okay. And I'm not knocking anybody by name. I am knocking the whole concept that was started years ago to take advantage of the fact that student athletes in high school, did not know how college basketball operated and did not know how the business of endorsements and sponsorships operated to coerce them to get to play. So if you're playing for an Under Armour, you're playing for an Adidas team, you're playing for a Nike EYL, EYBL team. Um, I'm hearing rumors that I, uh, uh, Puma is looking to get into that. You got to understand your club is a retailer. When you pay your club fee, you're buying your uniform, you're buying your shoes, you're buying your gear because they're a retailer. All right. Everybody in this business is in business. You need to be in business as well because you're the commodity. You're the reason why they even have a club team athlete parent. Your child is the reason why they're built that team like that, why they're going and they're getting all these fancy uh, deals so that they can acquire your child. Your child is the commodity. All right. So not only is your child the commodity, you're paying them and you're being convinced that if you don't pay them, you won't have the opportunity to be seen. All right. And it's real. It's real. All right. I know teams that are, are you know, highly focused on locking in as many young players as they can so that this way college coaches 
have to talk to them. It's just, this is how it works. Okay. So I'm not fooled. I, I come from the music industry. These people want to be agents, but none of them, none of them are, are, uh, actually in the business they don't actually know the, the legal ramifications of promoting athletes in this manner okay so as we get into the name image and likeness i want you to understand that your aau team is just that it's a resource for you now some of these teams operate like their families some of these teams operate like their small colleges and some of them operate like their agencies I think the ones that operate like agencies are the most honest and pure. I think those are the ones that actually prepare you for what college has in store. If you're a young man and you're paying attention to like college basketball, you'll notice that the University of Kentucky is, is traditionally a one and done school or two years and done school. They are an agency for the NBA, for professional sports teams. They allow you to come there. Prepare yourself in that environment so that you're ready to go to the next level and be a professional. There's nothing wrong with that. You need to know what you want to be and you need to know as a parent how extreme you're willing to go. OK, if you're somebody that wants to travel all over the country, you know, since six, seven times a year playing basketball because you love the game more power to you. OK, it's not a drawback for you. If you're a parent that's like, I'm not really into that. This is a king for my kid. And. They're still in high school. Why do we got to adhere to all these dang rules that the NCAA? Then you definitely want to listen to the show to find out how you can maximize your child's talent and maximize your dollar and time. Uh, these people want to juice you. Okay. They want to, they want to juice you. Okay. So I, like I said, I feel a way because we're talking about children. We're talking about other people's children and it's nothing but adults that are operating these, these, these events and these teams, and they're all saying the same thing that it's built and it's a family environment and it's, it's created so that you can feel good, yada, 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 yada. All right. Um, I think that if it's, if that is the truth, then they should be more academics. There should be more about financial literacy and financial planning. It should be more about uh, strategy planning. It should be more about you understanding how to operate social media and how to monetize your social media in the era that we're in now. It should be more about you understanding what branding is and what marketing is and how you need to apply that to you yourself as an athlete so that you can benefit from the legislation that will be in effect in full effect come 2022 for sure. So. Pick your AAU teams wisely. Um, if you have any questions about that, please shoot me any questions you have. Like I said, I don't have no bad blood with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, where you want to go is where you want to go. Uh, but you do need to do your due diligence because it is business. And it's, it's a lot of money in that business. All right. Um, next up, what I got here. I say, oh, yeah. Parents got to relax. I think I could just say that, you know, leave my over my nose. Parents got to relax. You got to earn a scholarship. All right. It's not going to get taken away from you because your kid got their ass busted in the game. You got to earn a scholarship. All right. Uh, and it takes time to earn that scholarship. You're not going to earn that scholarship in just one game. You might close the deal in a final game or two, but you're not going you're not going to get a scholarship just because you were on a team. You're not going to get a scholarship just because you played for such and such team. And, you know, they were elite. That's not why you're going to get the scholarship. You're probably on that team because you have all the attributes academically because you already work hard which increases your opportunity. All right. Um, but please don't be convinced parents that 
that you can just get a, a scholarship and a win or just because you play for the right team. You're going to have to bust your ass. You're going to have to earn it. All right. So please, please, parents, relax. Let these young ladies and these young men enjoy the game of basketball and enjoy the, the, the last few years of being a teenager. All right. Um, and women basketball. Uh, we've talked about it uh, a little bit. Women's got to spend four years in college. So the most important thing that you'll notice with recruiting young ladies, parents, is that you got to develop a relationship. All right. Schools want to have a relationship with you and your your child. They want to know that we're going to be in this for the long haul. We want to know that you're not going to be trying to transfer because you got into it with a player. You're not going to transfer because uh, you're homesick or you're not going to want to transfer because you and the coach didn't agree uh, for a week or so. These are things they want to know. How resilient are you? How generous are you? All right. Do you really want to be here? Do you really want to be a part of the team? Do you really want to teach and learn? So very important that you establish these relationships and you learn and start early. Don't wait till you saw your junior year to decide you want to establish a relationship with college coaches. Start now so that they can determine whether or not, you know, this is going to be a good fit, fit for you. All right. Um, and I think that's the double down. because I wrote it down twice. It's got to be a good relationship or it's just not going to work. Hey, get hip to the Title IX rules. OK, as we come to a close, I need. Parents of female athletes, and no matter what sport you're in, know the damn Title IX rules and share them with your child. It's just blasphemous for these girls, one, who lots of them don't watch basketball, all right, and lots of them don't even know the history of how they even have the opportunity to play college basketball. And that goes for African-American athletes. That goes for athletes of, uh, the, I'll say, non-Christian athletes. Um, like These are things that you need to know why Title IX exists. OK, because it was discrimination. It wasn't equal at all. It wasn't inclusive at all. So learn about this. It was not diverse. And when you learn more about the Title IX, you'll also see the controversy that's taking place with the name, image and likeness and how uh, it affects all of this and how it's affecting um, COVID-19 is affecting uh, the Title IX rules and whatnot. Do your research. I'm not going to get into that right now, but please. Title IX has, has created an opportunity where there's more rosters for girls more roster spots for young ladies um, in college basketball, for instance. Um, don't mean you're going to play, but there's more opportunities for you to make a roster and have the opportunity to play and earn a scholarship. So um, 21s and 22, class 21, 22s, really need you guys to be on it tough, okay? Um, it's a tough, tight, it's a tight time. It's a tough time. Not a lot of scholarship opportunities. Lots changing with the transfer portal being open like it is um, and them extending uh, 2020 athletes out for another season. So definitely want to do your research and do your due diligence on that. Um, and uh, my tidbit for everybody, use field level. All right. I'm not getting paid to say that. We use field level. It's a great resource. It allows you to actually interact with college coaches. It was designed for coaches to talk with coaches. So high school coaches can talk with college coaches. Club coaches can talk with college coaches. And then parents, you can sign up, all right? And it's $39 a month if you want a premier account, and you can stop at any time. So I think it's a beautiful platform. It's kind of like Facebook for coaches, which is dope to me. Um, and I really like it. I really, really like it. I think parents need to assert themselves and get field level, download the field level. It doesn't cost you anything until you actually want to get a premium membership. OK, so they get it. They know they know that anytime something is free, you're the commodity, you're the product. And that's the case in college sports. 
You are the product. All right. Your child, your son, your daughter is the product. And if you don't brand that product, if you don't market that product. If you don't uh, uh, reach out and tell people all about this product, not just about their skill level. What are they? What are they doing? Are, are they doing community service? Are they inventors? Are they deep, uh, 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 deeply involved in the, the community church? Are they a part of the choir? What is what else about your child makes your child marketable? that I would want your son or daughter to be on my team. Think about what you're asking this university to do. All right. They're at, you're asking them, Hey, my kid wants to be an ambassador for the university, for the college, for the junior college. Hey, I'd like to have my son or daughter on your team. Please take it seriously and start to brand and market. All right. If you have more questions about that, please, please, please hit me up. All right. DM me your question. I'll, I'll answer them on Thursdays. All right. It is no problem. I love you all. Please tap in. Okay. That's so uh, thank you all for listening. We're going to run this back. Listen to episode four, episode five, episode six. I'll, I'll load them up. They're not live. I'll pre record them so that you can have them and listen to them anytime. Um, and they're just real quick, no more than 30 minutes. All right. This one a little, a little long. Um, but please, please, please tap in. Keep listening to Pipeline to College the Podcast. Uh, like this on Spotify. Like this on anchor.fm. Subscribe and like it on YouTube as well. And uh, we'll be in touch soon. All right, peace. Coach Cal signing off.